Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of From the Hive. I'm Ryan Schistel alongside Sierra Murray. Unfortunately, Bailey Winfrey is feeling under the weather, so she will not be with us today on this episode of From the Hive, KALA's newest radio show slash podcast series. Once again, I'm Ryan Schistel along with Sierra Murray. Sierra, how are we today? Today I'm doing okay. You know, the sun is out and everything's good. You know, my mood is elevated. How about you, Ryan? You know, today is, it's a bit cold out today, but I'm okay <laughs> with it. Um, this sweatshirt is pretty fuzzy on the inside, so it's keeping me warm. But, you know, today's going to be a long day. My first class of the day got canceled because of an illness going around. But I've got to do a newscast mm-hmm. in a few hours that i got to go get ready for at the end of the day. Um, the weather is supposed to be get the weather is supposed to be getting nicer, mm-hmm. um, and we are coming up on the month of March. That's what I heard. Apparently, <laughs> no. Um, I heard that the weather is supposed to get really, really nice, and I'm just so excited. You know, this Midwest bipolar Mother Nature energy is not for me. I just want it to be sunny. I need to go to a beach asap. For real. How about you? Um, you know, I don't need to go to the beach in March, <laughs> but. Uh, I do want some warmer weather, even if it's just like, you know, high 40s to mid 50s, I'll be fine with that shorts weather to me. But one thing that I think of in the Mar- in the month of March is St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Um, you know, March to me is always a green month because of it. St. Patrick's Day is on March 17th, which is a Friday this year. You got any big plans for the uh, Irish holiday? Okay, I think I'm actually going home on saturday so i'm not really doing anything friday i'm probably just gonna work because i waitress um but on friday or on saturday when i go home for spring break for a week i think my family might celebrate and do something like have you know have like pot roast or have like you know like what's the typical saint patrick's day food i mean yeah i think of corned beef corned beef that's what i meant not pot roast corned beef yeah i love aren't rubens really popular too i believe so oh my god one of my favorite sandwiches ever do you have any traditions for saint patrick's day because i do well so in my neighborhood on the south side of chicago we have our own parade but we always have it the sunday before saint patrick's day weekend so this week or this year it's on march 12th is the parade day and that is probably the biggest holiday Mm -hmm. in my neighborhood i'm going home for it like i did last year my roommate's coming with me um we're gonna leave uh the friday the 10th and we're not going to come back until monday the 13th um but it's always a really fun holiday my friends and i normally all start hanging out at about 8 a.m on parade day and we won't leave each other until maybe like 2 a.m on monday morning Mm -hmm. it's just one of those super long holidays everybody gets to hang out just have a good time be with family eat a lot of food they dye the thing the chicago river they dye that green um, we've never gone downtown for the parade. Um, actually, I think, funny enough, I believe my neighborhood's parade gets more people like, at it than the oh downtown my, Chicago parade. Oh, my gosh. But it, it is always fun. Um, everybody dresses up in green, obviously. Even if you're not Irish, you act Irish for the day. I, To be completely honest, I don't even know if I'm 100% <laughs> Irish or not. I mean, I'm not 100%, but I'm assuming there's at least a, sli- a slight yeah. bit of Irish in there. Yeah. So... You know, 
my one percent Irish, we'll just call it, kind of comes out where all my green. It's always a lot of Notre Dame apparel or just yeah. like a green flannel. What I do for St. Patrick's Day or what I used to before going to college and I was with my family is we'll go downtown to like in my town and then we'll go to like a bar or something like that and then we'll eat. Like ever since I was young, we've always gone to this one bar. It's I don't even remember the name, but we always go down there and it's a little sketch now that I'm thinking about it. But you know what? It was just a core memory that I always had like ingrained in my brain and I loved it so much I wish I could go back honestly yeah well and you know obviously we have St. Patrick's Day in my neighborhood on the 12th that Sunday but then that next weekend like you said starts Mm -hmm. spring break my spring break is actually starting a little bit earlier I'm leaving on Thursday of next week because or not Thursday of next week but Thursday mm-hmm. before spring break, um, I'm taking a flight, like first thing I want to say Friday to Arizona with to meet up with some family down there and just kind of hang out for a few days. I think we stay until like the Tuesday of spring break, which I'm really excited for. Uh, it'll be my first time down in Arizona. We're going to go to a Cubs baseball game because they're in spring training right mm-hmm. now. And just, you know, being in that warmer climate, mm-hmm. I think I looked like a month ago and it was already 70 or something like that down in Arizona. So... I'll get, a nice, so I'll get a nice little tan fun. going and all that. Oh, you better not get a farmer's tan. No, no, no. You better Never. not. That's so ugly. If you do, you have to wear the KLA shirt to get a farmer's tan for real. That's, for the best tan ever. That's true. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to Arizona. Outside of that, I'll probably just go visit my buddies at their colleges because they're always like the week before us. Um, I'll probably go to University of Illinois, maybe Marquette. Just stop up, visit people. Uh, maybe even go to Western Michigan, depending mm-hmm. on how much I like the twins that I'm friends with or not. Yeah. But how about you? Any big plans for spring break? Honestly, no. I was going to go to Costa Rica to see my friends, but, you know, like I had to pay my tuition. My friend is studying abroad, Araya. She's in Costa Rica right now. She actually does go to St. Ambrose, and she's amazing. I love her. But... um. I am going home, which I'm also, I'm very excited for. I'm leaving for a week, and that means no work, relaxation, and just spending time with my family. I am so excited because my cat is over there, too, and I'm excited to see him again. I miss him so much. I rehomed him in Davenport, and then I brought him back home to my actual home because they were like, oh, we really love him. Because I was away, you know, in South Korea for three months, or not three months, three weeks, and my family was, like, watching over him. And they were like, oh, we actually want him now. Like, he's so cute because he'll wait at the top of the stairs for my dad when he gets home at work from, like, at, like, what? one in the morning or something like that and he's just waiting at the top of the stairs my dad's not a cat person but that's the one cat he loves so i have to give it to them see i'm not a cat person either i'm more of a dog person oh my um, can't relate i've got can't a little relate. i've got a little stop <laughs> i've got i've got a little australian shepherd at home who is a jerk but i love her she likes to bite me whenever I leave the house, so that's why she's so mean. It's only me, too. She really never attacks my mom or sister. Yeah. It's only me. Always bites the back of my legs. For but real. it is what it is. Speaking of South Korea, I did touch more on this in the interview I just had with Leo Vu, who recently went to his home country, Vietnam, while I was in South Korea. And Leo is a really good friend of mine. He also goes to St. Ambrose and is studying the med field. And... Him and I will touch base on 
all the things East Asia in an interview that we did together starting now. Hello, listeners. We are joined with Leo, who is from St. Ambrose in the med department. Thanks for having me here. And Leo and I recently just went to East Asia. Leo, where did you go? Uh, I went to Vietnam to visit my family. And I went to South Korea to study abroad for three weeks. How long were you in Vietnam? I was there for um, pretty much the whole winter break. I was there for six weeks. And did you have a good time? How oh, would you rate it? Absolutely. I didn't want to come back here. Aww, why did you come back? Ten. Well, for school, of course, you know. Yes, of course. Very so, unfortunate. What are you studying here? I know you're in the med department, but what are you specifically studying? Uh, I'm studying biologies and pre-med. Hopefully, I can um, become a physician one day. Yeah. Have you utilized any of those skills in Vietnam or no? Did you save a life? Um, I actually helped a lady who was struggled to speak um, English. She was having like a turbulent effect. So she couldn't breathe um, while she was on the airplane. So I, I jumped in and I helped her. That is so sweet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that was I something that I also, did naturally. You're also a translator at Genesis, correct? Mm -hmm. Did you have a good time? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I love my jobs. Um, I really enjoy it. It's not something that I do for only money. It's something that I'm really passionate about. You're a really good person. You really are. Did you notice anything with the media abroad in Vietnam, like the propaganda they used or anything like that, technology? I mean, propaganda is, is really common there. Um, pretty much the government control every aspect of the media. Um, they only want media to say certain things that um, are, you know, sounds pleasing to the government um so i mean there's not there's no such thing as a freedom of speech there compared to what we have here mm -hmm. it's not like we can say whatever we want or how we feel you know how in the u.s you have um different political point of views but in vietnam you pretty much have to say what the government will want you to say and what happens if you don't then you might have to look behind your back the rest of your life. Stop. That's, that's what really happened. In Korea, I noticed that a lot of people were really silent and to themselves, and they kind of maintained like a really hustle and busy lifestyle. Was it the same in Vietnam, or were people direct with you? <laughs> well, it's, it's different compared to South Korea. I mean, I haven't been in South Korea before, but from my understanding, we have a pretty i would say really similar to south korea but we don't keep like we're not really introvert compared to mm. south korean people yeah yeah okay like if you went on the train would everyone be quiet or what's the move um i mean they would it depends on the mood they would start a conversation with you or but most of the time people don't stay silent they will start a conversation with you or else okay, okay yeah very interesting no i noticed a, there were a lot of differences in communication from united states and korea a lot of people here are super straightforward mm -hmm. and really expressive but then in korea they're more they're more like gentle and to themselves and right. independent they're not really no, individualistic kind of thing not really expressive yeah, yeah. that's what i noticed mm -hmm. um it's interesting but how was the technology there oh we have all kinds it's of very advanced. technologies there yeah all kinds that we have here in the u.s um even though we're the um, you know communist country but we 
we're pretty um, flexible when it comes to technology. You have all kinds of social media platform there, um, like TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, um, Snapchat. Unlike China, where the government control um, all aspect of the media, like yeah, they don't allow you to use Facebook or really you know, Snapchat, yeah, or YouTube. Um, those platforms are banned there. So yeah, Vietnam is pretty flexible, I guess. Yeah, you've have you ever been to China? I've never been there before. But do you see some similarities in the politics there or no? Oh, definitely. Like it's, it's pretty much the same? Pretty much the same there, yeah. The way that the government control Vietnam um, versus the way to China, the Chinese government control mm-hmm. China. What was a typical meal for you over there? Uh, I mean, I ate a lot of food there, so I couldn't... Like, I would pick out like pho, yeah. the Vietnamese noodle. Yeah. What are like three staple items that you have to have in the meal? Like every like every Vietnamese meal has. Oh, uh, that's a good that's a good question. We um, like fish sauce. Mm-hmm. That's is pretty much required for every meal there in mm-hmm. Vietnam. Yeah, like eight out of ten need to have a fish sauce. Oh my! Yeah, in that's Korea, like a traditional. I noticed most of most every meal had kimchi, eggs, oh, yeah. and rice. <laughs> It was those three things, and then any other meat that you want, anything like that. I, yeah, I noticed too. Even on the airplane, right when they serve you, this they even have kimchi. Literally. Too. Yeah, literally every meal. And the kimchi was so fresh over there. Oh my gosh, is kimchi popular in Vietnam? It is popular, yeah. So how's the kimchi there compared to what we have here in the U.S.? Normally, I get my kimchi from like HMR or Mitsua back at home, and it's very fermented and sour. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's been on the shelves forever. But in Korea, it just tasted like it was made yesterday. It was so fresh and good, and the cabbage was amazing in every way. I loved it so much, and everything was just really good about it. Even at the hotel, the kimchi was so good. It was very fresh. Pretty much everything's organic there. Uh huh. Yeah, everything. Kimchi. Yes, I I ate so healthy over there. Like, I had, like, my gut health was improved over there. It's awesome, yeah. How about you? Uh, Is the eating different over there than over here? Well, when I went there, I had some, you know, stomach problems because the water, you know, Mm -hmm. because the water. I mean, not contaminated water, but I don't know exactly how to describe it. It's more like the water, my gut health, my gut, um, wasn't used to it mm-hmm. so i had some acid reflux and some diarrhea but it was okay yeah i'm sorry to hear that yeah. leo that's okay i'm sorry you know what at least so, you're back so make sure you take probiotics when you go there <laughs> yeah Ooh. yeah i noticed the water was there different on my hair like i would shower and mm-hmm. my hair would be super like just dry and all that because like korean hair is so thick mm-hmm. and the minerals in it just dried out my hair and i was not having it over yeah. there i really wasn't i was not looking my best over there in korea was it really cold there when you went there it was but the sun was shining but like you know there would be a breeze or something like that mm-hmm. you know it was it was cold it was kind of like today you know average yeah so not as co as we here but no no yeah honestly i really i would love to go back how about you me too definitely <laughs> i w- want to go back yeah anytime right now <laughs> i would go right now if i, I didn't right have classes now. i d- there's just something so unique about going abroad it was mm-hmm. my first time ever traveling outside the united states and i don't regret it at all who did you travel with when you went to south korea i went with dr kim 
I went with Jim Bauman, and then I also went with nine other girls from St. Ambrose. And then Jim was the communications teacher, and Dr. Kim was the political science teacher. And it was a comp- they did a really nice job of combi- mm-hmm. combining the two. Did he um, know his way around there? Like, yeah, he's from Seoul, and actually, he introduced wow. us to his mom. Because oh, wow. one day he visited his mom. It was so sweet. So he still has family over there? He does. He does. Okay. So that wraps up this segment with Leo. Thank you so much, Leo, for all your insight and everything. Thank you so much for having me here today. Of course. And we'll get back with the other part of the segment from The Hive. Thank you. Welcome back to From The Hive. Ryan Tristel alongside Sierra Murray. Uh, Sierra, great interview with Leo. Thank you. Thank you. It was so much fun. Oh, my God. So we are going to have another segment from Anna like we normally do. But before that, uh, we wanted to talk about how this semester has been going so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Sierra, like you said earlier, you waitress at Village and across mm-hmm. the street from campus. So can you just talk about, you know, how your classes have gone, how work's going and just other stuff that you've been doing since you got back to school? Mm-hmm. I feel like I've managed my stress pretty well because... I I've been waitressing and I kind of I understand how to manage my homework and how to balance school and work and everything like that and outdoor activities um, and so it's been it's been going well honestly um, classes are getting harder now that like you know I'm advancing um, in the years you know at school but honestly I'm doing well how about you Brian you know what it's been a stressful semester so far but it's been a pretty fun one my classes are going okay Mm -hmm. um trying to do I feel like sometimes a lot more work than I need to for certain Mm -hmm. classes and then other classes I'm doing just about all the work I can at least um working up here though it's been fun you know I I do three radio shows one on Wednesday night one on Thursday and then you know this one that we record Mm -hmm. um and then I do all the sports broadcasts. I don't want to say thankfully basketball's over, but <laughs> basketball ended. Um, so we've got like a little bit of a break in the sports yeah, broadcast until you know baseball, softball gets outside. Maybe we were talking about maybe doing a lacrosse game or two just to try something new on the radio. Um, and I'm excited to get back to doing sports. I love baseball, so broadcasting that would be fun. But I mean, outside of that, I really don't have like another mm-hmm. job like you do off campus um and i think a big reason to that is i just don't have a car and a lot of things around here are within driving distance mm. um so you know if i were to get a car up here i'm sure i would look for something whether it just be a delivery yeah. driver or whatever but do you have like an overachieving mentality like i do like you feel guilty in your free time and all that stuff like you like in your free time it's hard to like be calm because you always want to keep doing something or you feel guilty because you're used to doing a lot you know you have you do so many radio shows and everything like that like do you ever feel guilty for having free time or do you make the most of it because I feel guilty in my free time um I guess it depends on what I know I still have to do that day but if I have you know time in between classes I'll just if I have time in between classes I guess I will either go to my room and just kind of sit around and that really would only be for like 10 minutes or I'll just walk up here and kind of talk to Dave or talk to whoever else is up here Mm -hmm. for a little bit and just kind of you know try to keep my mind in like a work mentality Mm -hmm. but also like just kind of be able to chill out Mm -hmm. but 
for instance, after classes today, I've got nothing going on. And, like, I know I'm going to want to do stuff, mm-hmm. whether it be with people or by myself. Um, but I've been watching a lot of TV lately, so I'm sure I'll just binge watch a show that I watch. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I feel like part of the reason that I guess I do have sometimes that overachieving mentality is thanks to my parents and I mean like I actually do say thanks to my parents and like I'm happy about it really yeah I mean my parents have always kind of pushed me to be literally the best I can be especially in class um you know I remember like I had a C one time and I got yelled at for it and it's like looking back on it's like oh you know <laughs> C's get degrees blah 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 but it's like you know you, you gotta be better and that's kind of what my mentality is but my dad doesn't even like it sometimes when I have a B just because he wants me to go for those straight A's. But you're but... more likely to burden yourself and overwork yourself, you know? I mean, That's yeah. That's why it's like a big flaw to have this mentality. But also it's like what I'm used to because my dad's such a hard worker that I have those qualities too, you know? But sometimes I do overwork myself a lot. And I mean, I will say like yesterday when I came into work, I was extremely tired. I had just been gone for, you know, pretty much half of my day doing a basketball game. We lost by 40 points. Oh, my gosh. Um, and that, I mean, that is a broadcaster. even can drain you because it's like you know the game's over and you want to leave, but you have to do the whole game. You at least have to try to sound, like, entertained mm-hmm. and try to make it the best you can. Yeah. Um, so when I came into work yesterday, it, you know, Dave kind of looked at me and he was like, man, you know, you kind of look tired. And I was like, yeah, I am. And so he <laughs> he he let me go home. Uh, I yeah, didn't even yeah. do my radio show yesterday. He just kind of let me go and chill out. Mm-hmm. Um, he told me to go to sleep. Dave is really flexible. I yeah, appreciate like Dave, that. Dave is really good about that kind of stuff because I yeah. think he knows trying to juggle work, classes, and everything else, just having a social life, like, I think he knows that we're trying to do the best we can, but yeah. he's also here to make sure we're doing it in, like, a healthier way. Yeah, exactly. Um, both physically and mentally. So, he's a good supervisor. Yeah, Dave is really good at that kind of stuff. But, you know, what? if I have that overachieving mentality and there's a burden put on me, it's like I'll I'll learn to deal with it. Yeah. I don't like the burden at the time, but after a while I'll look back and be like, okay, you know, to some extent it helped me out. You're right. Um, You're right. But, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like this weekend I got nothing, so I'm probably just going to be mellowed out. Laying you deserve in, it, Ryan. Laying in bed. Just yeah. maybe talking to my roommate unless he annoys me. Then, then I'll send him to his girlfriend's room or whatever. But we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean – you know, it is, it, it's good. Um, I like, I like how Dave is flexible with all that kind of stuff, but, you know, so the overall, I guess we got a little bit off track there, but the semester has been going good. Um, so now we're going to step away one more time for a short segment that KALA's own and a very recorded. So we'll be right back. Hello from the Hive listeners. This is Anna Berry, buzzing in to let you know what's happening on the campus of St. Ambrose University as well as in the Quad Cities community. Today, I'm highlighting St. Ambrose University's event, the Hauber Chair of Biology Lecture. SAU's College of Arts and Sciences programs are hosting a speech lecture presentation titled From Farm to Garden, Applying Ecology to Address Major Sustainability Problems in Agriculture. This lecture will emphasize modern agricultural practices which help feed the growing population. But these modern technology agricultural practices have negatively impacted environmental sustainability. 
Dr. Gabriel Price Christensen, a St. Ambrose alumni and Chief Science Officer of Ernest Agriculture, will present. He graduated from SAU with his B.S. in Biology and his B.A. in Philosophy. After SAU, he received his Ph.D. in Ecology, Evolution, and Conservation Biology from the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign. After Dr. Price Christensen graduated from SAU, he won the Edwin Moore Agricultural Innovation Award, invented and patented new bioreactor technology, and published several scientific articles. At this sustainability lecture, Dr. Price Christensen will discuss his innovative work on microbial communities to develop new products that fertilize crops and prevent pathogen damage to focus on sustainability in agriculture. This event is on March 1st at 7 p.m. in the Rogalski Ballroom. This is a great event and an opportunity for everyone to learn how to properly reduce environmental damage and help enhance sustainability around the SAU campus in the whole environment. Thank you so much from my Hive listeners for tuning into my portion of the show. Once again, I'm Anna Berry, and I'm sending you back to the Hive. Welcome back to From the Hive. I'm Ryan Schistel alongside Sierra Murray. Once again, Bailey Winfrey is currently under the weather right now, so she is not here for today's episode. But, I mean, we've had segments from Anna now. Mm-hmm. We've had an interview that you did with Leo. Yes. We've talked about, you know, the semester, the month of March, St. Patrick's Day, all that. Um, but we are also in the Lenten season. Yes, we are. Which, for those who don't know, if you don't follow Lent, um, normally, it, it's especially big for Catholics, I would yeah. say. But you either give something up. Uh, most people give something up. It's about sacrificing. Yeah. You know? So you yeah. either give something up, or I know people who will just do something extra for yeah. others. So I guess to start off with you, Sierra, or what are you giving up, or what are you trying to do more of? Um, personally, for me, um, I used to be really big into Lent, you know, before coming to college. And now that I'm in college, it's kind of just like on the back burner, to say the least. But... What I'm giving up for is being healthy because it's... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what I'm giving up for... <laughs> honestly, I don't even know. I'm probably just giving up overworking myself, to be honest, because it's just so typical of me and I'm tired of it. Like, I need to take time for my mental health, you know? So that's what I'm giving up for. How about you? Uh, I'm giving up, you know, sweet treats, which I normally, I actually don't eat many of those anymore. I used to be big on getting, like, dessert when I would go out with family and stuff like that. But, so, you know, ice cream, chocolate, stuff like that. And like I said, I really don't eat much of that regardless. But every so often when I'm in the cafeteria for dinner, if I'm walking by and, you know, I see the dessert tray and it's got something that looks good, I'm just not going to eat it anymore because sometimes I will feel inclined look good, to grab it. They look good, taste good, that's for sure. That's true. Um, Especially from sticks. So. But I'm also trying to go to the gym more. I started up going to the gym a lot more pretty much right away into the semester. Um, but I'm going to really try to go for, I guess, longer periods of time each day to the gym and just try to lose weight, burn, you know, burn fat, gain muscle, that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, I used to be big on Lent, too. Mm-hmm. It's kind of died off. Going to a Catholic university. Yeah, I, well, yeah, <laughs> really but it kind of died off on me in high school. I guess I got yeah. more lax with it. I didn't give something up for a few years, and even when my mom was big on, you know, hey, no meat on Ash Wednesday or on Fridays, stuff like that, 
I wouldn't listen and I'd yeah. still eat meat, I guess. But, but this year just feels different. Yeah, this year why. almost does feel like yeah. you should try to do yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know why. There was just a large amount of people who were doing it, like all my friends. And I said, like, oh, my God, maybe I should do it. So yeah, I, yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, like you said, this year does seem like a lot more people are doing it. So yeah. I almost feel inclined to do it. But yeah, I mean, I do, I do like the idea of Lent and all that and what it all represents mm-hmm. in the end game leading like up to Jesus Easter. sacrificing for us, yeah. you know, with the, holding the cross and everything like that. Yeah. And I mean, that all leads up to Easter and I like Easter. I mean, obviously we get that long weekend. I think we get the Friday before that mm-hmm. weekend off and then the Monday after off too. So mm-hmm. a good four day weekend. I'm sure I'll go home for that as well. Um <laughs> probably. <laughs> I feel like I'm going home more this year than yeah, I did last year. And I don't up? know why. Um but yeah, I guess I don't know, something about that Lenten season just this year feels good to take part in, but We'll have to wait and see. And so that is going to do it for this episode of From the Hive. This is our fourth episode of this radio show slash podcast series for Sierra Mari, Leo, Annaberry, yes. and our boss, Dave Baker. And stories written by McKenna Verdon. Thank you so much. Uh, for Sierra Mari, if I didn't say your name already, I'm Ryan Schistel. Mm-hmm. Have a great day. Thank you for yes. listening. Goodbye. And have a really good Lenten season. Bye.